A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This episode is sponsored by TriVegan, a vegan meal home delivery service that is nutritious and delicious and makes your life easier. Based out of New Jersey, they deliver throughout the Northeast. Check out more details on their website, tryveganmealprep.com. And you can get 25% off your first order with the promo code LITYOGA. So go vegan. Welcome to Friday with Friends. I have a new and wonderful friend on with me today. He is known as Abdul from Abdul's Cats on Instagram. I started following him after learning about his page and it is absolutely fabulous. Every single day, he is one of the few accounts I actively search out because he shows himself with his foster kittens. And if you want a big hit of joy, please go follow his page. So I wanted to talk to him and he agreed. And I am the first podcast he's been on. I'm sure many more people will want to speak with him. He is like an angel on earth doing great work with his wonderful wife. They foster kittens. And then he makes TikToks and Instagram videos showcasing these delightful little beings. Please enjoy our talk and follow him. Welcome, Abdul. I'm so glad to have you on today. How you doing? I'm so glad to be on. Thanks for the invite. Oh, you're so welcome. I can already tell you're such a gentle soul, even though we've just met. And I'm very happy that this is your first podcast. I'm sure many more people will want to podcast with you after this. Yes, <laughs> I appreciate it. Take it easy on me. <laughs> I will. I will. No hard questions. Um, I'll give everybody who's listening a little bit of background. On Instagram, I found Abdul on his Instagram page, which is Abdul and Cats. Is that it? Abdul's Cats. Um, a B-D-U-L-S-C-A-T-S. Yes, Abdul's Cats. And so I just immediately fell in love with you and all you're doing. I'm a huge animal lover, cat lover. I have a dog too, but something about cats in particular, I've always gravitated toward. And Mm -hmm. so can you tell us a little about your background? How did you, have you always loved animals? Had you rescued animals? Was this at all in your background or was this something new in your adulthood? Just crazy. It's not in my background at all. I never had any pets growing up. I was never really around any animals. Uh, I was kind of it was kind of like a bad a bad stigma on animals. Like with my family, it was like they're dirty, get hair everywhere, they're loud. There's a lot of work, so I never really had any growing up. But a couple years ago, when I met my wife, um, she had cats. She was fostering cats, so that's kind of where I got introduced to it. And I don't know, I fell in love and they were just so sweet and so playful. And I don't know, I loved it. I know, it's really hard not, I mean, I think that's part of it is, you know, I know people that have stigmas or some kind of preconception um, about cats. 
it's often what they learn from their family or something happening. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you see like a, a mom who didn't like cats because maybe something happened or she was scared and then, you know, is really reactive or, around cats and says, oh, you know, stay away. So then the child carries that on. And it's just, it's like you said, having the right moment. Like my husband um, mm-hmm. had didn't have animals either growing up. He was actually allergic to cats. And I had three cats when we met. And so it was kind of like, <laughs> you're going to either really like the cats or we're not going to work out here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like one of the requirements. <laughs> right, it's one of the requirements. And and he loves cats now. He he loves them so much. And I do, I do think it's just like having the opportunity to see that they are these beautiful creatures who bring so much joy and love into our home, houses and into our hearts. Definitely. And I was lucky to get the opportunity because if I didn't, I probably would have kept that stigma and passed it down to my kids and and kept the trend going on. Yay. What's your wife's name? Shemyan. That's the name you saw when they Oh, um, Shemyan. Well, name. good yeah. for, yes. Way to go. Go mom. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, like the lovingness. So she was already fostering. So you at that point... She was fostering or did you own any um, or did she have any of her own? She just started fostering a couple months before we met. She she never had any pets either, but she always wanted, wanted pets growing up and her parents didn't let her. So as soon as she moved out, <laughs> she um, jumped right into it. Oh, I love it. So tell us a little bit about fostering because on your page, it's just so joyful to see. You get um, mostly kittens and are you getting them at a stage where they, they need some, like more socialization before they're ready for adoption. How does it work? Yes. Um, well, yeah, I get mostly kittens. I work with a corporation called DC Kitties oh. and um, Humane Rescue. It's two, um, two foster places that I usually work with. And they usually send like feral cats, cats who um, don't have a home. They found in a the street. They've been harmed. At um at kill shelters, mm. and yeah, that, that's mainly it. And I just bring them in from there. And how many do you have a a limit of how many you have at one time, or are you just kind of like I'll take whatever? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a limit, and but my wife don't, so we kind of <laughs> compromise. And she rolls, right? <laughs> <laughs> if it was up to her, she will have ten, twenty different. <laughs> So I do. Um, so I limit. I compromise like four, four kittens at a time, and we have a resident cat as well. Okay, you have a resident. How does your resident cat? Your resident cat must be super cool to adjust to all the ins and outs of different of the transient <laughs> animals coming. Definitely, because our resident cat, um, her name is Bambi. She was actually our first cat we ever fostered, mm. and we fell in love with her, and, and we adopted her. It's called like a foster fail. Oh yeah. <laughs> We have a lot of those. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she, she's a loner. She's an introvert. So she, it takes her, you know, a while to get used to all the, the fosters. But after a couple of weeks, you know, she take them under her wing and show them the roads. <laughs> so I know you have, um, you have a primary job that you work eight to five, and then you yes. come home and and tell us a little bit about what is involved in fostering because it does seem like. You know, you see people fostering puppies or kittens, and you know, I think they both are have some not challenges, but it is not just like you just walk in and and they're just there. You you, what are some of the things that you're doing with them? Is this like secondary job of yours? 
Well, uh, I guess the biggest thing is feeding them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know if you know much about kittens. Kittens eat 24-7. Whenever their bowl's full, you have to fill it back up. So it can become pricey. You have to deal with um, if traumas they had, if they had any inner injuries, you have to watch out for that. If they're uh, malnourished, if they're real uh, frail, you have to watch out for that. And um, they might be on a different feeding schedule. You might have to feed with the tube. If they have ticks, mm-hmm. you have to... <laughs> figure that out wow yeah um that's right because they're coming from the outdoors they've yeah. been exposed to all of that yeah and a, lot, a lot of them been through have have a lot of trauma so you they might be frightened they might stay under the hide under the bed all day so you have to uh, earn their trust and uh, just make them feel relaxed in their home yeah, so I think this is really important for people to realize because we do need more people fostering. I think it is a job and it is a very noble job because it's taking in animals and loving them with the absolute intent of foster, of, of adopting them out. Yes, yeah, sometimes there is a fail, but it wouldn't work very well. Like my mom does this a lot and she's like, it wouldn't have I wouldn't have room for others to come in if I just adopted all of the ones that I fall in love with. So it, there is a real, um, it's so selfless. But it is, you know, socializing is super important because if they're not socialized, if they haven't learned trust, if they haven't gotten past some of those traumatic experiences or or fear, then they're not going to be very adoptable. People aren't going to be drawn to them. And so that's really an important part. Can you talk about any animal in particular that came in with a lot of stuff that you had to work on and what you did in particular that worked and it ended up to be a, a wonderful story, which I'm sure you have many of those. But yeah, yeah. So, so I've been doing it for over a year now, and I so I had over like 18 to 20 cats that I helped find new homes. So, pardon me, I can't remember all their names. No, you don't have to. <laughs> but I believe it was our third um, kitten we fostered. She was terrified. She stayed under the bed. 24 7 i had to feed her under the bed mm. it took about a month and a half for her to be comfortable with me who she was with every day and i learned um they say you can build build trust while they're eating um you rub them pet them while they're eating and eventually so that that kind of worked over t- over time and did you just learn this or have you been doing some research? Uh, do you have other people that you talk to about this? I know there's a lot of great ones on the, on social media, but uh, did you, have you bonded with anyone over these kind of techniques that you need? I learned a lot from my wife and a lot of research. And with the corporation we work with, we emailing constantly, like they're checking in every week, how, how the cast doing, um, you should do this, you should do that, giving me suggestions. So this particular one eventually trusted you, and then you were able to adopt him or her out? Yes. And do you stay in touch with some of your previous fosters? Yes, most of them were emailing, like um, they having questions like, uh, what food do they like? What toys should we get them? They update and sending um, pictures. Oh, my and gosh. I, um, oh. And it's, it's crazy seeing them like from when they're three weeks to eight months, they're like, so grown and on their own now. <laughs> Proud daddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. So do you imagine you're going to do this for a while? Like what, what do you and your wife want to do with this? Do you want to 
do you have any grand plans or do you want to just keep it at fostering at your own house? Yeah, right now we're just, we're just going to continue fostering. I don't, I don't think we have any, any like um, deadline. Mm-hmm. Probably just foster. Our plan right now is just foster forever. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And that is serving, again, such a huge need. And for people like who don't feel like they can volunteer at a shelter and maybe even feel like they can't adopt an animal permanently, this is a really nice way of of helping out the kind of the chain of finding a permanent home uh, because we know there's so many animals and in particular, there's always a kitten season, it seems, you know, kittens. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, and and I'm sure in a, in a city like DC, it's, there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, stray and feral cats and, and getting as many of them off the streets because this, that, that type of life is really hard. Their, their lifespan is, is very short. There's a lot of, a lot of dangers for cats being outside without, you know, a home. Um, they face dogs and poison and, you know, humans and cars, and there's just a lot and other, you know, there could be other predators as well. So this is a really important thing. Do you know, and from this last year and a half of of COVID, how have the fostering networks um, been? Have they, have, have more people fostered in this past, you know, at, because people are home more, or is there still a huge need for fosters? Um. Yes, there's still a huge need for fosterings, but I, I noticed during the pandemic that a lot of a lot of kids were gone. A lot of a lot of shelters were um, less um, less full at, as usual. I, I knew a lot of people who just started fostering just picked it up because they were just at home or or just for mental health reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the mental health of having an animal? Maybe even a personal mm-hmm. like how has it changed? for you having your own Bambi, but also these fosters. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about what that does for your mental health? Well, for me personally, the kittens definitely help with my anxiety. And mm-hmm. um, I, I always had anxiety issues like in high school, but I realized when I first um, started fostering how, um, how more calm I was, how more relaxed, how more I was at peace. And I just was in a way better space when I had all the kittens around. If I was long, lonely, they would come around. I feel like they can, they can feel how I'm feeling. If I had a bad day at work, they're coming around there. They would just want to cuddle all the time. And they just put me in a way better place. Oh, I love that. And we, we know that to be true. And, you know, mm-hmm. research has shown that, that people that have animals in their lives live longer, have much, you know, their nervous system is better. And I love that you brought up anxiety because I think there that's such like a buzzword. I mean, so many people are experiencing um, heightened levels of anxiety. There's so much uncertainty in the world. And to have some little furry creature next to you who senses that and can ground you and calm you down, that is in, incredibly powerful. That's more potent than any pill could ever be. Not that pills are, you know, like I know pills help too, but yeah. <laughs> like Really, seriously, to um, for people out there, get like go and adopt an animal, foster an animal. It is. I, I love that you mentioned that about anxiety because I was um, reading something. It was saying how they're purring, mm-hmm. their purring could could help help cancer, mm. like having them purr on you uh, to reduce the risk of cancer, which I thought was amazing. <laughs> amazing. It probably does something. The vibration, you know, vibration yeah. is a very healing element of of just well being. 
that is mm-hmm. that is just now I think probably being more and more understood. So there is something I know when my cat gets on me and just sits right on my heart and is purring. There is like, and I just sit there at night. And I'm like, I love you, I love, you. and I keep saying that. My husband's like, I love you too, even though he knows I'm talking to my cat. <laughs> <laughs> But there's something about like, I need to tell him how much I love him because he's just sitting there and giving me so much with this grounding and with this purring right on my heart. It's just, it's the most, it's, 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 um, indescribable form of love. Definitely. Cause I know I'm bringing these kids in and I'm finding them homes, but I feel like they're helping me more than I'm, than I'm helping them. Yeah. Like I feel like it's a, definitely a, a partnership. A win-win. I love it. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about social media because I know, I can imagine how much social media has helped you get foster, you know, get people aware of fostering and even probably helped with um, adopting some kittens. How did you get into social media? Uh, so social media, um, when, when we first started fostering, my wife would take, uh, take pictures of me playing with the kittens, running around, chasing them. They're chasing me. So we had all these nice, um, beautiful, candid pictures in our phone. And we was like, let's let's just post them. Let's make an Instagram account, see see what happens. And after our first month, people people loved it. People loved the photos. Um, Dodo um, reached out. Yeah. And they wanted to do an interview with me. And after ever ever since that interview, like my Instagram took off. That's big. I, I mean, the Dodo account. I mean, if you get on that, you know you're successful. <laughs> I, I don't know if maybe that's how I found you because I I follow Dodo um, okay. every single day because they're <laughs> just their stories are so talk about uplifting. Like anything mm-hmm. you want, if you just want to feel good, it's always about. It seems to be almost all dedicated to animals and animal rescue. So maybe I found you there, but I imagine that was a huge win for you. What did um, when so when they contact you? What does that involve? Do you um, submit something? Do they interview you? Mm-hmm. It's funny because, like I told you, I, I wasn't really around any animals, so I didn't even know what who Dodo was. I'm like <laughs> telling my wife, like dodo some people call dodo want to do an interview and she's like she's what? going crazy yeah yeah like they get millions of views yeah i mean they're just i great. didn't know how big they were oh wow uh so i did an interview and you know time goes on month goes on i didn't really hear anything they say they're gonna post it when they post it so i wasn't and we just start getting flood flooded of followers and messages and it, it just got real big that's amazing. Well, you're the type of person that people should be following on social media because there's a lot of, I mean, there's fun stuff on social media, but I, I try and go on and really, um, that's why I reached out to you. I want to really spotlight people who are doing something meaningful and and just a, a great example of how all of us can contribute to um, alleviate suffering. And, 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 and like you said, it's a win-win. Like this is a great way to lend a hand because it is it benefits the person like yourself. You said it benefited you. And then you're helping every and every every kitten, every kitten is an individual being. And each one of yes. them you're helping. And that's incredible. And that's what I love too. Uh, every kitten we ever foster have their own personality. They're their own person. They meow different. They sleep at different times. One might be playful, one might be a biter. It's just, they're their own person. And I love that. I do too. I love it. I've had, I've had a lot of cats over the years and each one, man, it's like, 
That's why when people are very, you know, again, if they have some kind of bias against cats and they have this general like, oh, they're so aloof. Oh, they do this. I'm like, you you just haven't maybe met the, the cat that's going to draw you in. But that cat's mm-hmm. out there because they all have just like humans. Some humans are, you know, much more warm and fuzzy and just extroverted. And some are well worth getting to know, but it takes a while. And mm-hmm. um, those I've, I've had all kinds of those before. And it is really fun because you approach them differently and and how you handle them and how you want to snuggle with them. And you also have respect. Like this one doesn't really want to get up yeah. on my lap. <laughs> so I'm going to go down there. You know, it's like you yeah. figure out um, just like you would with the human. So I think it also makes us better mm-hmm. humans because we're we always um, kind of have these. I think it's very. Ah, what's the word? I guess it's. We're so, we just, we want the animals to do what we want them to do. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's very um, entitled. And yeah. and it's, there's a wonderful thing about like actually engaging with an animal on their terms too, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it teaches us to be better humans. So what, are, what has been like some of the best things about social media? And have you had any negative experiences? The best things just um, heightening awareness, letting people know that, um, we need more fosters, um, getting the kittens who need to get adopted more exposure. We always get um, messages, oh, I want, I want to adopt this cat. I, I will fly out. People come all over the world to come get adopted from California, from New York, from North Carolina. People drive all the way up. Oh, I love I met it. people at airports, at train stations. So that, that's been a great thing. Um, negative things. Not really too much negative. I might, if I'm making a playful video and someone might say, oh, don't do that to the cat. Oh, that's mean. Or the cat doesn't like that. But other than that. Right. Those are just know-it-alls. I know there's always some out there and, and maybe they're well-meaning, but they like to tell you what you should be doing. And and I you think that- You shouldn't or- Yeah. That's a, yeah. <laughs> we, we should know, and this is really good. When you see somebody who is doing really good work like this, they've done their due diligence, like Abdul has done, like finding out what is the best food. Have And also you, you have these shelters and these professionals for contact. So it's not like you're just picking animals off the street and, and you know, mm-hmm. giving them whatever you think is right. Like this is, um, this is a- like you said, it is a job. It is an avocation. Yes. And there's a lot of thought that goes into it. I, I wouldn't have assumed many people would, but you know, every once in a while, social media is an easy place to do it. Um, some people will want to come and tell you what you should be doing better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we do sometimes get like little trolls or comments, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah, well, the more popular yeah. is positive. Oh, positive. that's great. And yeah. they, that always outweighs everything, right? So where can people find out more? What are some last little nuggets you would like to impart in terms of the importance of, you know, fostering animals, spaying and neutering? Because, you know, that we do have kittens are beautiful. Puppies are beautiful. We have too many, unfortunately. And mm-hmm. we can say that because when they are at a kill shelter, like you're talking about, a kill mm-hmm. shelter is different. And people listen from all over the world. So this is what it is in America. I don't know what it is in other countries. But here we have shelters that are kill shelters. It's it's just a very blunt term because they only have a certain amount of space. And if an animal becomes not adoptable, really good kill shelters will do everything they can to um, adopt animals that are adoptable, meaning they're socialized. They don't have any major illness or anything. But 
at the end of the day, they still have kind of an expiration date of how long they can stay there. And it's, and it's really Definitely. sad to think about, but this is happening because the animals, there is an overpopulation and then people are buying animals, you know, pedigreed animals, um, when they have all these, you know, wonderful street animals that are coming mm -hmm. in or forever they are, they, they need homes. So yeah. Can you tell, tell us a little bit about what well, you have learned and what you'd like to let other people know about from the inside? Well, the crazy thing is um, our first foster, Bambi, who we, um, our foster fell, who we adopted, she was from a kill shelter. So we got an email, a long three-page email, saying she was at a kill shelter in North Carolina and she really needs help. So even now we had her, she's almost two years old. She's still traumatized. She still has anxiety. She's still terrified and still not really trusting. So yeah, it's, it's terrible. And I was, I was reading, it was sent over, there's um, shelters get um, cats, over a million cats a year in the U.S. Mm. And over uh, thousands of them, I forgot the number, I think it's like five, 500,000 of them are euthanized. Yeah, I don't so, think people realize how many are euthanized because there's no room for them. Yeah, so just thinking about 500,000 puppies, cats, dogs, kittens are being euthanized is just it's mind-blowing to me. It really is. And that's why a foster and uh, is such a great answer, you know, because the reason why they're being killed is there's not enough space for new ones coming in. Mm -hmm. And um, there's so many incredible organizations, whether it's, you know, we have adopted my puppy who's right over here, who's six and a half, but he came from Georgia. And it's just that there was, there's more un, you know, altered animals down there who are getting having more kid, uh, kids <laughs> who have who are having their own kids and so, and the shelters down there are maxed out so they have like all these wonderful different groups up in the northeast who are bringing them up here because there's more shelters up here there's more fostering up here and so he came from there and it, there's so fostering is a great way to at least it's like putting a band-aid on on a system that needs even more attention and that is like how important it is to to um spay and neuter animals so that they don't continue because one yes. cat can have I, I forget the statistic but it's essentially one cat can have or be responsible for 72 cats within like 18 months like if oh, all I of, know that. yeah why my mom did these lecture, like she would go to the mall when I was a kid and I won't even tell you how old I am, but, and I would go with her and she had this poster and it just like was imprinted. And it was just saying, it was all about spaying and neutering. And it was like one cat. So it was something like the mathematics where that cat had say eight kittens. Well, those kittens can get pregnant within about seven months. Then they all have kittens. And then it's just like, so it's like how one cat within an 18-month cycle can really be responsible for this many, you know, and that's why if this cat had been spayed, then Definitely. that wouldn't have happened. And so, again, we love our kittens, but we don't want to have so many that we can't even care for them. Mm -hmm. So now I, I'm trying to, like, that stigma I was telling you about that I had growing up, um, I'm trying to change that in my family now, and I have my sister fosters now. Uh -huh. Now, um, my best friend foster, um, my mom... She she was talking about she wanted a cat now. So oh, that's amazing! <laughs> I love that. That's so heartwarming, and isn't that isn't that incredible to be able to be an example 
that really, again, not only is benefiting the animals, but has benefited all these family members because they probably have fallen in love with other cats and they would never have had, they never would have looked at a cat in that way if they hadn't yes. had that opportunity. So you're just and a living, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And, no, just, and just um, with all the, um, the mental health issues that's, that's going on now, like animals are perfect, perfect for that, perfect in helping out. I love that. So everybody should go out and foster or adopt. So if people are now going to follow you on your Instagram, even more people, I hope, um, and they see you're like playing with these kittens, how, what is the best way to contact you to then adopt the kittens that you are showcasing on your Instagram page? Um, they can direct message me on um, Instagram or TikTok. They could email me. My, my email is on Instagram and TikTok as well. Usually they can follow the um, the shelter um, the shelters who I who I foster from because they post all the information, the pictures of the cats, and the the process is, is a real quick process. It's a it's a virtual interview. You see you see the cat. You see me playing with the cat. Before the pandemic, it was um, a home visit. Mm-hmm. So now, kind of things <laughs> kind of change. Now. I know, change changes People, things. Um, well, when I first started, people would come over to my house and like sometimes they bring their whole family, mom, dad, all their kids, they would come over and they're playing with the cat and see how to, if they like it or not. So it's, it's a quick process. You um, do a 30 minute, 20, 35 minute virtual um, interview, see the cat, you see me playing with it, ask any questions. Then you email me if you're um, interested. Mm, I love it. All right, everybody, make sure you check them out. So tell us about where they can find you, your social media page, TikTok. What are they all called? The same thing? Yeah, so my socials are the same. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Abdul's Cats, A-B-D-U-L-S-C-A-T-S. Amazing. Well, it was such a pleasure to meet you. I have admired your work. I love your videos. I, and and another thing I'll add, and not only are you benefiting from the cat kittens and they're benefiting, but you're benefiting others because when I see those, there is like a little hit of joy, you know? And so that's the other thing, another reason to follow Abdu's cats. Say you can't foster, but just follow for the, the joy. It is so wonderful. You're very creative. Um, Thank did you. And you, that, and that yeah. also brings my day when I get messages and comments to say, I love your video. You just made my day or... I had a, uh, I lost my cat a year ago. You make me feel better. Just all those messages and stories, they, they warm my heart. It is really wondering. And that's what I love. Social. That's one reason I think social media is so positive is it can really bring people together, but also bring people happiness. And, and you are truly doing that. So thank, thank you, you. from my heart it. to yours. And I hope to meet you in person. Oh, definitely. All right. For everybody listening out there, go check out Abdul. Go maybe even become a foster yourself and um, let's all do good in the world. And as always, I'm pulling for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.